Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. Today we have Sarah Bauer with Heartland Payment Systems. Welcome, Sarah. How are you doing today? Awesome. You? I'm doing great. Uh, it's my favorite day of the week. It is Wednesday where I release podcasts and I get to interview incredible people like yourself. So cool. this is number two of three today. So Glad welcome. to be here. Glad to have you. So let's get started and tell me a little bit about yourself and let the, the audience get to know you. Cool. So um, again, Sarah Bauer, I am with Heartland Payment Systems. Uh, I live in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. Um, kind of to give you a little bit of background on, on Heartland real briefly, it's a, we're a payment processor. So uh, what I do is I work with business owners um, out in the field uh, to help them accept debit and credit cards in their business, everything from the um, sole entrepreneur up through manufacturers, restaurants, retail, that kind of thing. So I've got a really kind of cool job. I get to work with all walks of life. Um, I'm a pretty social person. I think it's really fun to be able to get out into the community and get to know a lot of different people and a lot of the different industries out there. Um, even beyond just your main street America, which is kind of cool. So, um, that's kind of a quick little background on me. And as far as Heartland goes, um, I, uh, before we get into huh. before we get into Heartland, let's get to know let, me? let's get to know right. Sarah. Let's get to know you a little bit. Um, so you know, what do you do in your spare time? And I, you mentioned that here that you've uh, let's see here that you wrote a few articles or something. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about that and what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I, I have written I've written articles related to my career, which I'll talk about a little bit more later. But kind of more for fun, um, I am big into hit training or high intensity interval, interval training. Just so. my favorite workouts. <laughs> I actually like burpees. Burpees. Yeah. 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 Bur- that's burpees and kettlebells for me. You like kettlebells too? Yes. I right. do that. Those, those are, those are my favorites. But have you mastered breakdance burpees yet? No. Okay. We'll no. have to try that. I, I haven't even seen it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually, um, I do that about six days a week. Um, I love it. It's kind of my, my me time. Um, I'm a busy mom. I've got two toddlers. So how much, how much time do you do for that workout, that burpees workout? Uh, about an hour. Really? Six days a week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And really early. That's kick so ass. I don't know if you're an early morning person or if anyone listening is an early morning person, but this happens at about 5 a.m. Wow. Yep. Well, before the sun comes up. So by the time anyone sees me in the morning, I've already gotten... Uh, decent workout in. I ran a mile this morning on top of it. So yeah, Jeez. I love it. Um, what else? I love to downhill ski. A uh, little known fact, I actually got to learn to ski in the mountains. I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico when I was younger. So I learned to ski in the mountains and it's kind of one of those things where if you haven't done it for a few years, it's a blast to just pick up and and you know where you left off. It's kind it, of those like learned things that you muscle know, memory. Muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting is I've always liked to want to downhill ski, but never really got the chance to enjoy it as much as I wanted to. Right. When I was in uh, station, stationed in uh, Germany, uh, we went to uh, Birch's Garden, which was Hitler's resort. And it was like one side of the mountain was uh, Australia. The other side was Germany. And that's the first time I ever got to ski. And it was probably the last time I skied is yeah. over there. And I really enjoyed it. I made it down the mountain once. Awesome. And it was like a lot of fun. And then <laughs> I, like, I come here and I'm like, these are little hills. <laughs> well, my best piece of advice is uh, not to say that you can't learn to ski as an adult. Um, you absolutely can. Um, but it's a lot easier to do it as a kid because you have less um, or, or shorter distance to fall. Let's just put That's it that way. Good, yeah. um, younger kids who aren't as afraid of falling. So if you are tensed up when you do fall in skiing and you will when you learn, um, you have a greater chance of injury. 
So if that's why my children are learning to ski right now. However, I never did pick up snowboarding. That one I struggled a bit with. So that's a little bit I stuck different. With, I stuck with downhill skiing. Unfortunately, in the state of Wisconsin, the hills aren't um, quite the mountains, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you do before um, Heartland Pavement Systems? So I kind of just to take a, a, a couple steps back, I, um, I went to school up in Green Bay, Wisconsin um, for, you know, most people know it for Packers. St. Norbert. St. <laughs> Norbert is where I went to school. And um, I got a degree in business. I thought I wanted to manage people. You know, that was what my 22 year old self said. I got an emphasis in management. Uh, you know, I, I moved to Milwaukee. I was gung home to run a team. This is going to be great. And, uh, you know, my first opportunity to do so at the time wasn't right fit for me. Um, I learned a lot about myself and about people and um, got introduced to sales. And I guess in school, you never, no one ever says, I want to get into sales. You never really hear that. Um, but what's really amazing about sales is that you don't hear is how much you could actually work and help people every day. So I've had an opportunity to work in event planning on the sales end. I've had an opportunity to work for a large manufacturer, which is really kind of what this, this area is all about in, in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. And I'm um, always working in sales. Uh, what I, you know, also didn't realize, you know, not only do you get to help people, but you really get to create your own schedule in your own life the way you want it to be versus being told, you know, to work from this time to that time and here's your salary and there you go. So I kind of yeah. fell in love with it. No, I didn't actually intend to work in sales. And I was the same way. And I, when growing up, sales was a four letter word to me. Yeah, right. It was <laughs> like, you know, that salesperson. Cause I don't, maybe it was because all the bad experiences I had with salespeople that I didn't want to be in sales. Oh, sure. Until I think got- Think of like used car salesman. Sales that's cars, what you think yeah. of, right? You know, it's like, oh my God. And then it's like, once I got into it, I realized, okay, like you said, I can create my own schedule mm -hmm. and you have control over your income which what I thought was with the commissions and all that stuff, sure. I was like, well, that's even better. And like you said, being able to help people. Mm -hmm. So all those little things, like after I got into it, I was like, this is where I want to be. Yeah, it's really cool. And sometimes people say, oh, I can never do sales. And I go, walk into any organization, whether it be a restaurant, a manufacturer, any organization, every single person there is in sales, whether they know it or not. And I think the other thing is it's just a title. Um, to be very honest, we're talking about it here today, but I don't, really tell people, hi, my name is Sarah Bauer. I work in sales. I am whomever that client needs. That's my title. And I'll be really honest. It changes a lot. Um, it's, it's whatever the conversation's all about. So, um, I think it, you're right. It is kind of that, that four letter word. Um, but until I was introduced to it and saw the amazing opportunity, no matter who, whom you're working for, who you're selling for, what products you're selling, I didn't quite understand how amazing this could be for my life. And actually now I love it. I couldn't imagine myself not working quote unquote in sales. sales. <laughs> <laughs> Helping others. Yeah. Right. Nice. So what led you to becoming, um, working at Harlan? So it was actually kind of an interesting, um, um, story uh, like many people in this world that kind of came to a point in my career where um, I kind of felt I needed a new challenge. Um, I had the luxury of, of still having a job and had an opportunity to look and started looking at, um, at Heartland initially really fell in love with the culture of it. And I think that's really first and foremost about any company, whether it's a company you're running or you're working for culture is key. 
Uh, we spend so many of our hours of our life working. You have to be happy. You have to be comfortable. It has to be something that feeds you beyond just a paycheck. And really fell in love with my team. I um, have an amazing team that I do work with, even though I'm in sales and we are all out in the field doing, you know, different things every day. And I think it really came down to the fact that this particular industry, it's, it's very unregulated. It's actually the last unregulated arm of the banking industry, which is crazy. But Heartland's approach to it, their credo, that was what I fell in love with. It was about cleaning up a very broken industry and serving people versus just selling to them. So taking the used car salesman, since we referred to that earlier, and turning it into an actual relationship versus just that, versus it's just being transactional. And what I didn't realize once I came on board with Heartland that I really was missing in my sales career, my career in general, was the relationship. Um, you can sell a, a car and yes, they might come back in 10 years for a new car, but it's pretty transactional where I have the opportunity to continue to have that relationship with customers and clients out in the field. And that's that's like what drives me. That's it's, That's my family. That's my colleagues. That's my that actually My sounds, that sounds like fun. It is. It's super fun. People always say, how's your new, how's your new job going? Well, back when I first started, it's great. And well, that was the honest truth. And I bet you get to meet so many interesting people out there <laughs> yeah. too. So many, so many different people. There's industries out there that I didn't even know existed. Right. And I come across them every day. And that's <laughs> something that I found when I was in the, when I did a enterprise software, it was like each company I went into was totally different. It was one day it might be University of Michigan, the next one was Sargento Cheese. Yeah. And it's like, you've got to go into all these cool companies and meet people and that, that's what really I love to do. And I kind of get to do things just like you do, where I have to say, tell me about how you got started in this business. I love that question because everyone's got a story and the stories vary. You know, it can be everything from, you know, my dad started this company 50 years ago to actually I just bought it last year. Maybe they're a brand new startup. Maybe they came up with the idea while driving down the highway. It's just amazing how everyone comes up with the idea Come of being an entrepreneur. Sitting on, a, sitting on a porch with your brother having a beer. Yep. And it, it takes guts to be an entrepreneur. It takes serious guts. And I think a, so many people in this world would be very, very successful at being an entrepreneur, but they don't have... They, they need that push. They need that encouragement. They need to take that step, go way outside their comfort zone and make that leap to be an entrepreneur because it is scary and there's a lot of unknowns. So that's, that's what drives me. It's cool. I get to work with all walks of life and that I is. feel like I've seen and heard it all, but nope, I haven't. Nope. Not every single day is a new adventure. That's so cool. <laughs> so what have been some of your biggest challenges? So I'll kind of jump off of my previous comment about my industry as a whole. So in general, um, you know, in the world of sales, we are all out there searching for new clients, um, searching for new prospects. And unfortunately, um, a lot of uh, other companies have kind of burned a lot of entrepreneurs in the past with card processing. Um, when you just to kind of take a, this a quick step back, uh, when you take a credit card as a business owner, it costs them money to do so. For those who are listening that don't know what, what that is, what I'm referring to. Um, so it's obviously, it's a, it's a cost. It's, it's a line item. And, um, I would say companies out there aren't always, um, looking out for the owner's best interest. And so being burnt maybe once or twice before can sometimes be a big challenge, uh, for me to kind of get my foot in the door. So I'd say it's probably one of my biggest challenges. Um, how I've really been working to overcome that though, is to continue to build relationships and build networks and to also understand that I'm really not 
like your used car salesman, not at all, merchant services provider. And I'm, I am going to take a very different approach to it. And um, also being very selective in who you do work with too. That's that's good to hear. I, I'm, yeah. I'm the same way with it, whether you're going to be on the <laughs> podcast or work with me in the real estate field. I don't accept everybody, yeah. and and it's I I find that it's a lot. I would say not easier, but it's. Um, what am I looking for? It's easier to work with the people that you have an affinity with and right. get along with and learn about them before you actually do business with them. And I found that that is really key is just sitting down and talking with someone to find out what who they are before you actually do business with them. And I find that that really helps out a lot. And, and sometimes people don't know what they don't know. So it's you know your job to, to educate and also bring value. But isn't it a powerful thing though? to say no it is to a potential sale and and i think it's scary no matter what we do in our life you know no 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 i i'm not interested in working with you or even no i will not volunteer for that or no 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 it's a very powerful word but it allows you to be um quite honestly selfish with your time and be able to invest time into people who really deserve and want your help. Well, then that way it allows you to build relationships. Like yes. you keep talking, it's, it's been a theme of this podcast from the time it started. And by doing it, you're not treating people as a transaction where you see so much of that out there, especially in the real estate industry and a couple of other industries as well, is that people, salespeople treat people as transactions instead of relationships. Yeah. I can see that. You can see that. And there are some people that that's, that's the mindset. And, and I, you know, I understand and respect it. And there are certain types of sales where that is the case. They go to the grocery store to buy bananas. It's transactional. You're yeah. not looking to chat with someone necessarily about the banana selection of the day. It's, it's a transaction. Um, but when it's something that has a higher dollar value or it's going to be a long-term relationship, um, um, you know, my goal is to work with businesses that are in growth mode, that they're looking to, um, you know, you know, move ahead. They're, they're, they're looking to not only just grow their business, but invest back into their business. And, and it's not only it makes sense for me, but also it's just, it, that's what drives me as well is to know that that's what their intentions are. So, and that I can be there to help them along the way. Very cool. Very so cool. Let, let's go back into the time machine and the start of your business or your career. What advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh, that's a great question. Listen more. Listen more. Yeah. That's, that is, I, I think that's that. a maturity thing too. Yes, it is. And an ego thing. So, and, and you can, I could tell myself that. Would I listen? Probably not because I was talking more than listening, but it's a, I think it's one of those things, especially someone who does work in a sales role, constantly struggling. You want to talk about yourself. You want to talk about your product or service. You're very excited about it but stopping and listening is huge. And for me, it's always been one of those things where if I had a superpower, that's what it would be. be listening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that is, I like that. Listening, 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 listening. Yes. So being an expert in your field at Heartland, what are like three to five things a potential client needs to know about you and your services? Okay. That's a good question. So um, Heartland is a tier one core processor, which means that we own the technology when a credit card is swiped from beginning to end, which is kind of neat and unique. Um, one of the unique things about Heartland is that um, no one's allowed to resell for us. So when you actually work with our company, um, you're gonna actually work with a direct W2 employee of the company. 
why would a business owner care? Why would someone care about that? Well, going back to that relationship conversation um, and why I do what I do. We get to keep that relationship. We get to take care of them from, from beginning to end and during the life of the relationship with us. Um, we are a large company, which is great. Um, we have a lot of technology behind us. Uh, we are publicly traded, which is um, just just to note. But behind that, one of the neat things, and let me ask you a question. Last time you called into customer service, can you think of the last time you called a 1-800 number? Like, I think it's always a 1-800 number. number. Okay, just like think of the last time you had that, okay? Yeah. Were you, did you have to hit a prompt before you talked to somebody? Yes. Okay. When was the last time you called a 1-800 number and a human picked the phone up? I, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> couldn't even tell you. I, 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 and I, we're I, used to that, right? Yeah. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> so asking about distinctions about Heartland and another reason why I love this company. So our, we have 24-7, 365 support. They don't only support my customers, but they support me. So if it's four in the morning and you need to check a credit card in your business because maybe you're a 24 seven operation, you call um, someone in Jeffersonville, Indiana, a human, picks the phone up and says, hi, thank you for calling Heartland. What can I do to help you? And it's it's really cool. And I love doing this game where I'll say, try it out. And people don't believe me. I said, try it out. Just call them. Just call them. Just call, call them. them and say hi. Yep, I've done it in front of people. Yep, I've done it before too. And they'll be like, oh, you have a special number. I said, nope, let's go on the website and pull the number up. So it's not only something that I, I really love, but I love to tout that because to, you know, to my question to you, I mean, was the last time you didn't have to go through eight prompts and get dropped and transferred. And I'd say about 80% of the time, the person who picks that phone up can most likely answer the question that you have, which is really cool too. So I have a, for example, I have a nightclub. That's one of my um, clients and they're open till like three in the morning. She balances the books at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. She needs to be able to talk to a human at four in the morning. Well, I'm probably not the right person to try to call at four in the morning, but she just loves that she can pick up the phone and call. That so, is cool. Yeah, it That's is very really cool. cool. It is really cool. Wow. Be, when you when you work in the world of sales, you got to believe in the product. <clears throat> People need to want, need the product or service. They have to want the product, but you first and foremost have to believe in it. And you can always tell when you're working with someone that doesn't fully believe in the product that they're selling or that they're bringing true value to that person. You can, you tell, can, just by, tell. You can tell by the way they just talk about it and mm -hmm. see if they got passion behind it and what they really believe in that. Body language. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen that even some of my interviews here. <laughs> we'll keep it at that. We'll keep it at that. Okay. All <laughs> I right. Might, I might well, hopefully I'm convinced no, no, you that I'm actually it. very passionate about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have to cut that out. But no. <laughs> let's, let's go. Uh, let's go back and went at a time when you thought like like wow, I really made a difference in either uh, your life or someone else's life. Oh goodness, you want to work or related? It or? could be work or it could be personal or like, you know, wow, this I'm, I'm making a difference in life in some my, my life or someone else's life. So I'll give you a work, I'll give you a work related um, one since we're kind of talking about it. So I mentioned relationships are key um, and sometimes it's not always about a monetary transaction. So um, I had a situation once where I was meeting with a new restaurant owner. Restaurant owners um, are busy people. Rarely do restaurant owners sit be behind a desk and count the cash and you know clock in and out yeah. for a few hours a day. They're normally doing the dishes, dealing with staffing on the floor. They're busy, hardworking individuals. And I was meeting with a brand new restaurant owner. He'd been open about six months and um, he wanted to talk to, to me about maybe doing their card processing. And I'm kind of going through my spiel and I, and I stop halfway and go back to that listening piece. And I realize I've, he's not engaged. 
he's not engaged. And I'm, I'm like kind of looking at him going, and I'm like, stop, Sarah, in my head, stop. Something's going on. And so I kind of broke for him and I was like, hey, what, what's going on? Are you, how, is there anything else I could help you with? Like not related to Harlan? Do we gotta go do some dishes? Do you want, and he, and he just starts kind of pouring his heart out to me about staffing, about issues, you know, and you could just tell he, he really wanted someone to chat with. And so we ended up having a nice like 20 minute conversation. He turns around and looks at his point of sale system. That's the system that runs all the cards and puts the orders into the kitchen. I can't get this thing to work. Well, it's not our piece of equipment and we're not the processor. And man, this is, I've really lost, I've had tables walk out on me. I mean, that's a huge in the restaurant is you don't want anyone to walk out of your restaurant. You worked really hard to get them in the door. And I just stopped and I go, okay, hold on. I know a little bit about point of sale systems. I'm a little techie and nerdy too. I'm over there fiddling with it. And I, I found a setting inside of there and I fixed it. And it was working. And um, I realized at that point, today was not the day to talk anymore about why I came there. It wasn't about me, it was about him. And he literally gives me like the biggest hug ever. I swear I saw tears in his eyes. He's like so excited. He was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was so awesome. And, um, you know, I walked out of there without a sale, right? I didn't make a penny. But he'll remember that. But he'll remember that. He'll remember that forever. And whether or not I earn yeah. his business, the, what I got out of that is one, I, I made a difference with someone in their day. I made their day a little better. I couldn't fix all his problems. But more importantly, you know, that's how you grow your business, whatever it is that you do. I look at it like those relationships are key because if I ever call this person again and say, hey, do you have any other friends in the restaurant industry do you think I would be valued to? I gave him to you hands down, he'd walk me door to door to door. And like that's that's what's important and that's what's key. So th those are the moments though, while there's no monetary amount, monetary thing there in the world of sales that really like drive you. And so, yeah, it was just kind of cool. It was just kind of a cool feeling. That, that Walk is, out smiling, yeah. you know, you went to bed that night helping someone. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's that's cool. A, that's a good story. It is, it that is. That is a really good story. What are some of the day-to-day -day practices that contribute to your success and happiness besides the five morning or 5 a.m. workouts? Mm -hmm. I was going <laughs> to say, that actually does help. I, that actually I, does help. It does, yeah. Whether you're a morning person or not, I think, um, have you ever heard of the five-second rule by Mel Robbins? It's a book. It sounds familiar. Okay. So it's it's a, it's a she's a, she's a public speaker, and I highly recommend anybody would get value out of this. Um, I also recommend the audiobook because she's an amazing speaker and she actually narrates her own book. And her whole concept is within five seconds, you need to make a decision on something. You will either talk yourself out of it or you will do it and you will move forward and you'll continually move forward with your day and being productive. And I'm, I'm super, super summarizing it. So my five second rule is I, the alarm goes off, you don't hit snooze. You don't hit snooze and you just get up. Get up. Get your feet up, stand up, go. Doesn't matter if you're going to go work out or not, get up and go. Start doing something. Stop wasting time in the morning snoozing. What are, what are you really gaining by snoozing? You're getting behind, you're starting your day stressed. Um, one of the new habits I've um, also been practicing is not touching my phone for the first hour of the day. It's really crazy. Yeah, but that's it's, it's weird. <laughs> Turning off push notifications. I mean, we all live in so much technology, just really trying to focus on what's important in the morning, which for me is working out, taking care of my family. And then when work time starts, whatever that might be, seven thirty, eight o'clock, checking email. Not saving my my husband likes to put it to me this way. We don't save lives for a living. We're right. not we're not answering an on call 
you know, emergency situation where we need to perform surgery on someone. Exactly. There's no reason why you have to be that addicted to your technology and your emails and your text messages. And I love it. Um, also saying um, goodbye to work at a certain time of the day regularly. Um, you know, it's really easy to get wrapped up into popping your laptop open or working late in the evening. And, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, where does your day start? and Where does it end? And as an entrepreneur, someone who does actually work around entrepreneurs, if you don't have some sort of structure to your day, you just get burnt out. You just get so burnt what's out. Your, so, your, I have to ask you this. Hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, what is your favorite part of the day? Probably 5 a.m. Yeah, five yeah. a.m. when you get to do that workout. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's it's uh, it's all about me, and that sounds kind of selfish and self-serving, but it's true. But it's you gotta it's have my that, time. Yeah. So whatever it might be, if if it, even if it's not working out, if it be reading, meditating, just having a nice long warm shower in the morning, whatever it might be, it's me time, and just honoring that time. And and I almost I get mad at myself if I don't go to the gym. I kid you not, I get ticked. My day is totally thrown off. So wow. I think that's probably my favorite time of the day. Favorite? Can I share mine? Uh yes, I want to hear yours. It is. It starts right about five thirty until about seven thirty. So my wife gets home. She works long hours. She starts at seven, gets home about six six thirty. Yeah. And I love to cook for her every day. And I, I love to cook. Sweet, can I come over to your house? Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I, and this thing is like, like we plan menus and I love to cook. And it's, that's one thing I love to do. Mm-hmm. And if that's one thing that I look forward to every single day is to make sure that I have a meal ready for her when she comes home. Hey, pre-children, that was part of my favorite part of the day. <laughs> and full transparency at 5.30, it's it's true chaos trying to feed oh, two I toddlers. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that's really cool. But, that, but, but what's the synergy between both of our favorite times of the day? There's routine. Routine, yes. And it's about you. It's decompressing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about you. It's about centering. I mean, I... I would challenge someone to find someone who would say, my favorite part of the day is answering emails. My favorite part of the day is sitting in a meeting. It's not. No. It's not. It's it's normally about something that you're doing to better yourself, make you smarter, make you healthier, make you happier. And to learn. Like Wednesdays are one of my favorite days. Yeah. It's when I get to, like, again, I, with the talk with individuals like yourself, I learn so much. And I say this all the time. is like, this is my own personal university. And I love it. It's just I, every time I hear this, and I, <laughs> and I get to hear these all the time, and and I want other people to listen to these too. It's just, yeah, it's about the businesses behind it, but it's more about the people behind it. Yeah. And it's so cool to, to hear the stories. And I always, always encourage and compliment people that they get on here and share their stories. Other than the five second rule, are there any other books or resources that um, have guided you? Um, I really like The Go Giver by Bob Berg. Well, the idea behind that is a lot on building referrals and, and always giving before receiving. Um, very simple, easy read. Um, from a sales side, um, and it's a, it's like an 80-page book. I love this one. It's called um, Go for the No. It's about overcoming your fear of getting a no. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be in sales, to be honest. And then the other one that I really like that I got a lot out of is Ego is the Enemy. It was actually recommended to me by a colleague, and I... Uh, <laughs> I remember thinking it was recommended. I was like, of course, sitting here going, I don't have an ego. Right. I don't have an ego. I don't need to read that. And uh, yeah, it's good. Those are probably my Rip favorite turns. ones. Oh, very cool. What you got, what has you most fired up about the future right now? You know, what's kind of cool about my industry. 
credit cards aren't going away anytime soon, right? Right. Electronic yeah. payments are kind of the wave of the future. Um, it's constantly evolving. E-commerce is becoming more and more of a of a thing. I see my industry growing by leaps and bounds. So that's what gets me really, really jazzed about the future, specifically in my career. I see it growing exponentially and um, being kind of techie and nerdy on top of it. I actually really enjoy kind of reading up on like all the things that are, are on the way. I mean, right before I got here, I mean, I, I love Apple Pay. I do too. I, do. I was like, I oh, you don't take Apple so Pay? I'm cute. not even, I'm getting to the point where I don't go to businesses unless they take it. You know, and I, I have to pull my card out. I'm right. such a millennial. I'm sorry. And, and, I, <laughs> and I just started using that this year and, and it's the transaction is so much faster. And it's more secure. Yes. It's more secure than using a chip card even. My goodness. That's like. Use it, use it, use it. And then they're like, well, it's not working. I'm like. You're wasting well, my time now. <laughs> I know, but um, that's what gets me jazzed about about my my career in my industry. Um, you want to know what's kind of cool? This is kind of a little known secret about Sarah is that I've always wanted to own my own business. Always have. Never really knew what I wanted to do. And I always, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. I worked in a little bit more of a corporate field before I came on board here and just really kind of had that mindset of, oh, I don't think I could ever do it. I don't have the guts. I just da, 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 da. And now that I work with entrepreneurs all day long and I see all these different industries, I'm a firm believer that I am in this role right now in my life because it's giving me a, a picture into the future as to what I like and what I don't, who does, who does what they do really well, industries that are probably not a good fit for me. And I, I truly think it's, it's what it's doing is it's giving me a formation of what I mean by I want to own my own business. What does that look like? And I'll tell you, it's actually evolved quite a bit. That is cool. Yeah. That to have that vision yeah. and to have uh, be in a place where you yep. can see it and, and build it. Yeah. I, that is so cool. crazy. I just got done talking to um, our financial, well, my husband and I were talking to our financial planner, our goals to completely retire by the age of 55. So nice, you know, you have to, you have to have a lot of things in place to do that. And this is, this is one of them. So yeah, I'm actually very, very excited about it. So that's also stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to get an update on that yeah, in, right? in about a year or so. Oh, I know, okay. I know people put me on the spot cause we're, you know, recording this and it gets out there and I'll say something and we're like, well, okay, we'll have to check in on you in a, in a couple months and a couple of weeks and see where you're at. So we're going to hold you accountable. That's fine. That. I actually, I, I love accountability. Hold me accountable in a year. Be like, Hey Sarah, well, how's that going? How's it going? And it's, it's not going to change uh, my trajectory with Heartland. Uh, the beautiful thing about what I do is I work around my clients needs and my family's needs. So it doesn't necessarily mean, sometimes you think things are very absolute. You can only do this job to this job and this job to this job. And you, there's no reason why you can't overlap and actually work multiple careers and have multiple streams of income. I read a statistic the other day that used to be, they used to recommend about four streams of income. Now they recommend to have seven. Seven, yeah, seven. The, the average millionaire mm -hmm. has seven streams. Seven streams of income. Yep, right now I have four. Yeah, and I have so, four as well. So, so yeah, we're getting there. Not crazy. I mean, it's just crazy to think about that. Things that they don't teach you in high school, no. but that's a whole nother conversation. Not even in college. No, not in college. Not at all. So how do how do individuals uh, that are listening, listeners that are listening, get a hold of you um, to find out more about your services? Um, yeah, so great question. So kind of the neat thing is I can work... Um, I have no geographical area. I can work with, I have clients out in California. I have clients in New York. I have um, international clients as well, um, which is really neat. Um, so I, I can truly work with anyone, you know, pretty much anyone outside, you know, and if you live on the 
planet of earth. We're going to, I can work with you. So probably the best way to get a hold of me, um, I can give email and phone number. Um, my email is sarah.bauer at heartland.us. So it's S-A-R-A-H dot B-A-U-E-R at H-E-A-R-T-L-A-N-D dot U-S. And then for those of you that didn't get all that, I will put it in the show notes. Yep. Um, phone number, do you want to give that out or yeah. I can put that in the show yeah. notes? Well, go yeah, ahead. so it's 262-955-5865 and country code's one. All right, so we're not done yet. Uh, this has been a, an incredible conversation so far, but now we're going to have some fun and do some rapid fire questions. Uh-oh. And before we do that, you get to ask me one question, any question, and I'll do my best to answer. Ooh, only one? Only one. Okay, so you said you like to cook. I do. And that you're good at it. Yes, I am. Tell me about a big fail that you've had when trying to cook just, something. Just recently. <laughs> I am I am like, I, I was like, my wife is like, she tells me, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. And like, I am so- No, I want to hear all the details. So I was trying to make pesto. Okay. Um, the other day, and I didn't have the right processor and it wasn't coming out in the right, the uh, uh, consistency and it just didn't turn out right. And in my eyes, it was a complete mess. I didn't even want to eat it or do anything with it because <laughs> I was like, and I was mad. I was just like, just like, ugh. And my so, wife, what do you do? Do you, do you toss and start over? Or do you just keep no, forging ahead? No, I just keep forging ahead. <laughs> and 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 but the thing was is like, my wife is putting on bread and she's like, this is awesome. And I'm going, it's, and it was good, but it wasn't the consistency and the texture that I wanted to get out of it yeah. because I didn't have the right tools to put in it, which is really goofy, but that's just me. And I've, I've gone through a number of things where mm -hmm. I've cooked that I've run into situations where it's not the way I want it and how I want it. And I can always tell, like, it turned out okay. Yeah. It turned out good. She ate it <laughs> and I ended up eating it too. She wasn't just saying that because she was no, trying to be sweet. She no, was being... no. She, she lets me know when, oh, it's, okay. when it's not good. And I, can, <laughs> I, I can tell because we'll sit down at, at dinner and I always let her take the first bite every evening. <laughs> so I'm always like, she's like my little taste test. You know, they used to do that in medieval times too. Yeah. that was To make sure no one poisoned, poisoned the king. Them. Is yeah, that what you're doing to your wife? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always, always, I'm always waiting for that reaction at those, uh, like, those, mm, those, those nonverbal things. Really you know, I, I'll know if it's like <laughs> the way she says things, the way she does things. And I know if it's like really, really good or if it's just okay. Or if it's like, mm, I got to change that just by looking at her body language. So it's just a consistency thing. It, so time to get uh, a ninja or Vitamix. My mom brought a food <laughs> processor over for me the other day. Cause I, when I made it with her food <laughs> processor at, at her place, it was like perfect. And then, my, then I'd made it at the house again. And she, my wife says like, you're nuts. I thought you were going to tell me like you didn't use basil and you used like arugula or something. Oh, God, <laughs> no, I'm pretty good with the ingredients. It's just sometimes I've, I've messed up All right. and, and I know it. I've but. mixed the sugar and the salt up before. Oh, what was it? I asked my wife for some baking powder and what was, I was making, um, uh, fried catfish nuggets. Okay. So I'm making my, my uh, batter and I asked her, I said, I need some, uh, I think what it was, I needed some baking powder and she gave me baking soda. Oh yeah, that's two different things. Oh my God. And I'm eating this, I'm going, what, the, what is this? And she's, I'm like, it There's was terrible. That's all right. Yeah, but I blame that one on her. That's what spouses are for, to be guinea pigs. Yeah. I love it. 
I love it. Okay, my turn? Yep, your turn. All right, so what topic would you speak about at a TED Talk, something outside of your field of expertise? Mm, I bet it would be something, I know exactly what it would be. It would be encouraging women to take care of themselves first. Always remember to take care of moms, busy moms that are always worried putting others first and taking care of themselves to be healthier, to take better care of their bodies, to eat better, and that in and be nicer to yourself too. It's not all about image. It would be it would be absolutely focused on that topic. I like that. Absolutely. That is really cool. All right. Uh, let's see here. What is something that you believe that other people think is insane? <laughs> <laughs> what is something that I believe that other that people, other people, people think, think is insane? insane? Something that might happen to you or <laughs> that you need to work out at five a.m. <laughs> I know my husband thinks I'm insane for that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, that's a, that's a great question. Okay. I'm kind of stuck on that one. That's all right. And you're not Everything I think is every in line with everyone else's thinking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, if you could have one gigantic billboard with anything on it, what would it say? <laughs> it would be, it would make, it would be, I actually saw something like this online once and I thought it was hilarious. Um, we love The Walking Dead. Have you ever watched The we Walking love it. Dead? I've never watched one episode. No, okay. I've not seen no. one. So I, it's about zombies. I, I, okay. Yeah. And I get that. It was like, uh, but I, I feel that once I start, I can't, won't be able to stop. It would be like a joke about like zombies ahead or something or freaking someone out. It would definitely be a joke if I had a billboard because you know what? We need to bring more humor into our lives yeah. and it would be just something quirky something that would make people stop and think, laugh, laugh to themselves a little bit, bring light because normally where billboards are placed are where people are upset, they're grumpy, they're grouchy, they're sitting in traffic, they're rushing to get somewhere. Uh, it would bring something that would be funny. I saw a sign once where it was the uh, the digital sign that the construction workers leave that they can change and it actually said zombies ahead. And I thought that was really, really funny. And just something that would just bring light to someone's day. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Not so, an advertisement. Not an advertisement. Not an advertisement. Not at all. All right, let's wrap this up. Any any last request for the audience and any last parting words? New requests. Well, how much time do we have? No, I'm just teasing. Um, I would say if someone is listening to this and going, okay, that's cool and all, but I I get I get what credit card processing is, or I get what e-commerce is, or I have my own business, or I have a friend that has a business, but you know, why Why would I speak with you? What would you do that's really different? I would say, give me a call and, and let's chat because I think having that one-to-one -one conversation and learning about each other is really the, the best place to start. I would say more on a personal level, um, if someone is kind of stuck in their sales career, maybe they're having a hard time building out their pipeline, maybe they're having a hard time closing deals, um, Always be kind to yourself. Give yourself a break. Ask for help. That is key. Ask for help. It's out there and yep. people are willing to help. Yep. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate you being on Local First Podcast today. It's been a great conversation. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome.
Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, head over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank Exacta Corp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.